uh, one, one really helpful thing that I've found is to leave something broken. So if you are uh, working on a project, don't try to fix all of the problems with it when you go to bed. Episode number 28, December 2014. This is part one of my Q&A with Brandon Mathis. My name is Brandon Mathis, and I am a designer turned developer designer, and uh, I love to work on tools for developers. I've built quite a number of different things, um, the most popular of which is Octopress, which is a framework for Jekyll. I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, I have a wife and two kids with one on the way. What do you do for work? I work at Compose, uh, which is a database hosting company. We uh, host Mongo database uh, as well as Elasticsearch, and we're adding more, so pretty fun. How did you get into design and coding? Uh, when I was in um, college, I studied, I uh, actually had a half and half course curriculum. I did, uh, it was called Computer Graphic Arts, and I went to Taylor University, which is a small school in Indiana. And uh, I studied traditional art, where I was painting and uh, doing print graphics and that sort of thing. And I also had computer science classes where I was learning C++ and PHP and that sort of thing. And um, just, uh, as I was working there, as I was uh, yeah, working on my coursework, I sort of, I really did not like the um, programming side of things. I thought it was kind of strange and uh, not really applicable to my interests until I discovered, um, towards the end of my time there, I discovered Flash. And this was in 2003. I found out, oh, wow, I can really do all kinds of cool interactive stuff with this. And then all of the coding became interesting to me again. And so I started writing backends for a Flash-based CMS where it had all these ridiculously interactive things it would do. I got into like generating um, UIs uh, just based on preferences and a database. And um, all of a sudden, all the stuff that I wasn't interested in became relevant and started my journey backwards and actually the first thing I did out of college was develop some uh, software on flash. And then I worked at a Ruby on rails consultancy and I was doing, uh, I was doing front end design and working with developers. Do you get annoyed these days when people um, call you a unicorn for being a designer and, and a developer? <laughs> annoyed. Um, I don't know. I, people will have to try pretty hard to annoy me. I think, uh, but uh, you know, it's, I guess it's a shorthand term. It, it's definitely, it's, it's hard to find people who, uh, really care about design. I guess. So from my perspective, it's, I care so much about design that I want to affect the layers beneath, uh, the visual design so that I have more control. And so that I can, you know, if I envision uh, a user being able to do one thing or another, I want to be able to make that happen. And so by, um, that it has that has led me deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole into the point where I'm doing all kinds of stuff I didn't expect to be doing. And, you know, for me, it's just I want I want this user experience and I'm working backwards from there. What is the setup you use for writing code? So mostly I use MacVim as my text editor. Do you like working from home, office, coffee shop? What works best for you? Most of the time I work from, well, I guess uh, working at Compose, we have really flexible work wherever you want type thing. We're a remote company mostly. We have an office in Birmingham right near me, and so I go there two to three days a week. Otherwise, I work at home sometimes in a coffee shop, but I like to change it up. So 
all over the place. Do you get up early, normal, super late? I am a night owl, so I work late and uh, usually on not work, but on uh, fun stuff like Octopress. And uh, I get up probably around eight. Do you have uh, maybe a daily routine? I am terrible at routines, so other than making coffee when I want it, no. Uh, what about sports and ex or exercise? Uh, most of my exercise involves chasing my children around and playing with them, which is to say I need to exercise more. And um, I'm not really a sports fan, um, so maybe when my son gets a little bit older and my daughter gets older and they want to do sports-related things with me, that would be fun. I do love camping, and I hope to do some more of that when uh, it's compatible with our family. Do you have any tips against procrastination, maybe? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I do, then they're for me, too. I, I would say, wow, procrastination, that's interesting. I think a lot of times it's people are afraid of, uh, and I know I am, starting something that seems daunting. You know, I'll see an email that I have to respond to, or I'll see a, uh, um, an issue in GitHub issues, and I'll say, oh, I don't really know how to solve that right now. And... So I just won't think about it for a long time. And then eventually I feel bad that I haven't addressed it. And, uh, and so I think probably it's a lot easier to deal with things uh, right away than to let them go. And it's most of the fear is actually getting started. Uh, one, one really helpful thing that I've found is to leave something broken. So if you are uh, working on a project, don't try to fix all of the problems with it when you go to bed. Um, so sometimes with Octopress, I will have I'll be almost there and there'll be this one thing that I'm trying to figure out. And if I solve it at night when I wake up the next morning, uh, the next time I start working on Octopress again, I will have a really hard time getting started because it's like, okay, now what do I want to do? And I look through my issues list and I'm like, eh, I could kind of work on this one or that one. But having something that's still broken, it's like I immediately know what to work on. And if I can fix it quickly enough, sometimes resting or being away from the computer allows me to think through something better. I come back in, I can fix it. It gets my gears going. I'm better able to uh, think through the problem, and I can, and then I can move on to the next one a lot more easily because I've gotten into that habit of thinking that way. So, leaving something that is broken is probably the the best advice I could give for helping you avoid procrastination. the The negative side effect of leaving something broken is that sometimes you spend your time away from it just thinking about it, and that's hard for me. Sometimes I can't sleep because I'm solving it in my head and. Uh, But some some things it's good to leave broken, other things not. So just, I guess, be wise about that. Where do you live and where do you come from? So I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was born right near there. So I've spent uh, a great deal of my life in the U.S. I've been outside a few times and I've traveled a lot uh, within the U.S. as well. But that's where I call home these days. What are your favorite programming languages and frameworks? Well, I, I have come to love Ruby. I love JavaScript. And SAS um, is a fantastic way to write style sheets. So CoffeeScript, I really enjoy. We've been using less of it lately uh, in favor of um, going back to native JavaScript. But CoffeeScript is fun. What was the reason for that decision? I think it's because it's really easy for a team. This is at Compose. It's really easy for a team to write uh, obtuse uh, CoffeeScript that other people can't quite understand unless they've gotten to a really high level with it. With JavaScript, it's verbose enough that um, if you can stand to read it at all, you will probably be able to figure it out. <laughs> and uh, uh, frameworks that you like? We have been doing a lot of writing our own frameworks. I really enjoy, uh, I mean, Browserify is really nice for making it easy to require uh, JavaScript to, to, I guess, build a, a framework of your own for JavaScript. We have a project at work uh, 
that I started called Megatron. And that is what we use for all of our style sheets and JavaScripts that we want to share between projects. And so it has like a style guide. It has all of the frameworks that we want bundled. And so any any developer who wants access to a JavaScript events framework uses Megatron.events, which is um, based on Bean, uh, which is a uh, NPM module for managing browser events. So it, what we do is we use NPM to compile all the stuff that we want, and then we provide a toolkit that has all that provided uh, to all of our applications. So kind of building our own is mostly what we do there. What pisses you off? <laughs> uh, I, I think the thing that pisses me off the most is probably when, when I am at work and we're trying to make the decision, where do we draw the line between producing something that is uh, quality, both for the user and for us to maintain later? And where do we draw the line between sh that and shipping something really? And so it's really, when you're in an environment when you're working with lots of different people, sometimes it's hard to be able to produce something that is of quality it competes with the speed of someone who is using um, faster and less quality methods. And so negotiating those conversations is, is tricky. I really trying to say this is the right way to do it. So everyone has to do it this way um, is uh, it's frustrating to be in that position. And sometimes I'm wrong where really what we need to do is ship something and uh, spend our time making it work better for us afterwards because uh Delivering value to the customer is generally the most important thing we can be doing. That's how we stay in business. So it's th those, those conversations, uh, not being able to do something that I want to do, that's hard. <laughs>